Hi everyone, I'm back with the third episode of this podcast. Um, I have to say I've been feeling quite low recently. I've I've been feeling really overwhelmed and overworked and stressed um, and so I've kind of sat down and decided to do this episode. Um, despite feeling rather low, um, because I think it's, you know, part of life (laughs) to not always feel, um, at our best, but I wanted to share that, um, for full transparency and also, I don't know, maybe someone else is going through similar things right now and um, can relate and it is also kind of related to the topic I want to talk about today because today I would like to talk about self-worth and my journey to self-worth and um, what I've learned about self-worth uh, through my job of working in the strip club. So my journey to finding or not so much finding but reconnecting to my self-worth because I believe that we are all born kind of mm, whole and um, in touch with our worth um, and then life um, happens, certain experiences that we go through, um, they disconnect us from that inner knowing of our worth. And it's kind of hard to reconnect to it um, when you are stuck in a spiral of negative thoughts. um, And It's actually more complex than that because it's not just about eliminating the negative voice inside of your head because I believe that we all have a negative inner critic inside our head and that voice was actually born, um, created by ourselves to protect us and it we created it in order to stay safe um, after we've been hurt or abandoned or publicly humiliated or um, in some sort of fashion um, traumatized. And it's not as easy as just saying, well, this voice is not um, true and I just need to discredit it and just not listen to it and ignore it Um, because we actually are so closely attached to this voice. This voice um, helped us survive through the darkest moments of our life and we can't just abandon it. So in order to integrate that voice, um... And in order to quiet it, actually, we have to embrace it and um, acknowledge it with love and compassion. So um, I had a lot of self-confidence and self-worth struggles from a young age on. I feel like the fact that, um, so I I was always um, considered pretty, you know, um, I was a pretty girl since I was little, you know, I had nice long hair and big brown eyes and, um, a very feminine, curvy figure, but I actually felt like that was my curse. I kind of felt like, 
I felt like people were, um, and they were, like from a very young age on, I was um, quite often sexualized and like kind of people would notice um, my boobs, for example, my boobs came in early and people would stare at them and it would make me really uncomfortable like even teachers um older men who were my teachers or in general like older men on the street in the grocery store um wherever I was in public I just noticed that they would stare at my boobs and that they would look at my body and and it made me so uncomfortable and it made me so ashamed of my body and um it was it, it got to the point where um I just despised my my body and I was just um like I I just hated it because it didn't allow me to just be free I felt like I was subjected to this gaze at all times when I was in public and I couldn't do anything about it um even if I wore kind of looser clothes and all of that like I still felt people looking at me in that way and I could go into all the reasons why this is so wrong um but I want to instead like focus on talking about kind of my journey out of it or how I was able to empower myself um so years went on and I I kind of um you know my self-worth is obviously partly um, related to my physical bar- body, but and how I feel in my body, but also on um, a deeper level, I think I just didn't feel like I deserved to. I was always um, raised to please others and to serve others and to be there for others. Um, to make sure that people around me are happy um, and it started with my family um, my f- my family was very um, demanding in terms of my attention and my emotional capacity I had to listen and emotionally be there for my entire family as the youngest and I was kind of taught to shut up and shut my feelings away and just be there for them and it kind of transferred over into especially like my mom like is um uh quite demanding uh was a quite demanding figure and with narcissistic tendencies so I was kind of trained from a really young age to to serve and I think that I took that on as my identity that I believed I was only there to um, make other people feel better about themselves and that my needs didn't matter as much and how I felt about myself didn't matter as much and so it showed up in all of my relationships Um, my quote-unquote best friend in high school was the cool girl actually she was kind of the cool girl in school who was friends with all the cool guys or whatever and I became this puppy follower of hers and I kind of became her little follower and she she was friends with me and we would hang out but it definitely had this kind of 
dynamic of me being subordinate to her and me having a lower status than her and 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 she always called the shots and she um it was it was always what she wanted and I kind of just tagged along and I definitely knew even back then that they would all make fun of me um behind my back like all these quote-unquote cool guys and cool girls that you know hung out and and that I would hang out with just because I kind of had an in through her I knew even back then that they didn't actually accept me and that they actually that they didn't actually see me as their equal and that they were laughing at me and it's so horrible to think about how low my self-esteem was back then I just felt like that is what I deserved and that is the best I can I can get and so I I lived with that and I wasn't empowered enough to you know when I look at it now who I am now I would have been like F this, F you. I don't need to um, exist to make you just as your little um, soccer ball that you can kick around and that you can use in order to make yourself feel better. Um, but back then, I just I didn't have that power. And so um, it started shifting, I would say, when... After I graduated from high school, I went on an au pair uh, year. So au pair is basically when you become a nanny abroad um, and you go to um, a host family and you live with them for a year and you take care of their children full time, basically. And it's sort of a cultural exchange program. Um, I went to the U.S. as an au pair um, fresh out of high school and I really felt like it started there because for the first time I I did my own thing and this thing like I had this dream for a very long time to come to the U.S. and I knew that nobody was going to support me and so I started waiting tables at 16 15 I think I was actually 15 when I just started um, but yeah I was waiting tables and saving up my money for the program fees because I knew nobody was going to support me and I did it I did it all by myself and I knew you know I'm legally of age and you can't stop me and I did it and so that gave me like my first kind of confidence boost I would say that the fact that I accomplished this thing on my own and then obviously expanding my horizon and learning new language new culture um being abroad by myself like that was a big my first big kind of boost um of confidence and this so-called friend um said that she wanted to visit me and then um something happened like within the family of like within my host family um like her my host mom's uh, I'm sorry my host dad's mom got sick and then she had to stay with us and things like that and basically long story short um my friend couldn't come visit me and it's so crazy because I let her know um, that she's not going to be able to visit us, unfortunately, because of their family problems. And she never replied to me ever again. She just ghosted me like that. And that just shows what lousy of a friendship that was. And, you know, it, it never actually was a friendship. It was um, a one-sided feeding off of my energy power dynamic um sort of deal and 
So um, that really opened my eyes. And I think, so after that year, um, I went back home. I moved to Berlin and I started my undergrad. And around that time, I started going to the gym. And I had this kind of year where I really was hitting the gym intensively and um, my body obviously transformed as a result and I started like you know having like a physical glow up and um, with that came a certain kind of confidence boost again Um, it's not a, a very deep one but it is like to be acknowledged you know I did feel more confident in my body Um, And I did start wearing, you know, more fun clothes because I was just enjoying how I looked and and that definitely gave me a confidence boost. But I would say like my true work of self-worth didn't start until later. Um, And it had to do with, I feel like the hard lessons that got me to develop my self-worth and reconnect with it were always related to either relationships or sexuality and um, in general people using me and then abandoning me or letting me down in some way and that led to well that was a big pattern and it had to happen over and over until I really was forced to look at myself and and investigate why why do I always end up in relationships that you know whether it be friendships or or um especially of course dating and romance why do I always end up in relationships where I am being taken advantage of where I don't get a say where I just serve the other person and their pleasure and their fulfillment and I don't get anything in return and then they leave me why is that a pattern Um, And it shifted from sort of this belief that, well, this is just how it is and because this is what I deserve to becoming um, curious, first of all, intellectually curious as to why is this happening, but also I think... um, just this all this pain made me um made me want to um figure out what was going on and i think that i it's it's such a fluid journey it's not really possible to um pinpoint exactly when and how I got here today, but pole dance was definitely the biggest factor looking back. Um, Dancing was the biggest thing that um, helped me to claim my power back. And so I I started off, um, you know, I mentioned this in earlier episode, but you know, I started out in a pole class in Berlin and I was kind of just like, let me try this, you know. I'm kind of tired of going to the gym. I still want to stay fit, still want to work out, but I want to try something more creative. And so pole just seemed like a great combination of gym and, and dance. And so I went and I think what it did to me was I, I found this space where not only I could let my frustration out physically and channel it into physical energy, but also I could express myself 
And I could express this part of me that I had repressed for so long that I knew that was in me, though. This, this, um, this sexy, sensual side of me. And I, I could channel that. And I was, I could do that in, in a, in a safe space, you know, in the, in the context of a, of a pole studio where other people did the same thing. So I wasn't, you know, um, I wasn't in danger. Like I could, I could safely just like, you know, express myself in that way. And that did so much to me. And, um, you know, gradually over time, um, from just taking pole classes, I started to um, move on my own and just put on music and put on my heels. And I had talked about it last time, so I don't want to, you know, I don't want to um, repeat myself too much. But obviously, the first time I ordered my heels and I put on my heels, like it was in me, it did something with me and. And um, once I started freestyling in my heels, I think that was a really big step for me to personally in my journey to find my, um, to connect with myself again. Um, And, you know, at first, like in the very early stages, I felt awkward at times for sure. And it's, it's kind of this phenomenon with every artist, I think when you start off, you look at your work, when you look at your, you know, in my case, my videos um, of me dancing and, and I see that the potential and I see kind of who I could be, but I also see the awkwardness because I'm still missing certain skills or I'm still missing strength in my body and things like that. Or you know, or my ability to point my toes and, and things like that. But I think it's so important that whatever art form you're starting off or whatever, yeah, endeavor you're starting, um, you are going to have to go through this initial phase of awkwardness. And um, if you see a light within you, if you see certain potential then hold on to that and run with it and continue and don't be dis- be discouraged because you are awkward still or because you are learning still um, because you never know what you could miss out on by not pursuing it. Um, and so I, I put myself out there. I started, um, you know, posting videos of me dancing in in heels on the pole and and I remember you know when you'd first do that um it's it's obviously like for if if you're not part of the community yet and all your friends like they're they don't do pole dance you know it's um quite the um quite a surprising thing for them you know to suddenly see you in that way And, and and I remember having like little little moments of insecurity and doubting myself and being like oh my gosh like are people gonna laugh at me now because I'm trying to be sexy and 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 dance um really feminine and sexy like are people gonna make fun of me but I I didn't let that stop me because nothing made me feel the same way that I felt when I was doing that and so that just was more that trumped everything else that trumped my my fears of being ridiculed so um yeah i think that was a big kind of development and so from there i started you know dancing more and more and posting more and more videos and obviously at some point people got used to it and realized, okay, this is a thing that she does, you know. And um, and um, I became more confident in posting videos of myself like that. 
Um, and then really, I feel like um, the next kind of stage of my development was when I started working at the club and performed in front of people and and saw their reactions and saw that they were cheering me on or that they were amazed, impressed, um, inspired, um, excited, you know, to see me move like that, that did a lot to me. And, and also the fact that I had to go on stage and just and own it, you know, um, it, it forced me to learn how to be in front of people and own who I am. Um, and I think it like, it became quite natural. It came quite natural for me. Um, I definitely was nervous in the beginning and I definitely felt awkward at times but I, more than that, I just felt like, yes, this is, this is, this feels right. This is what I'm meant to be doing. This is who I am. And um, I think that that did so much um, with my self-confidence and owning who I am. And also the negative feedback, you know, the rejection that you get um, working as a, as a stripper, you know, you get a lot of rejection. Like it's part of the job, you know, if you ask um, 40 people in one night, if they want a lap dance with you, you know, you're bound to get no's, you're bound to get rejection and sometimes they are um like sometimes they're easy to to take because people reject you in a polite manner or you know it just um yeah like it they do it in a in a way that feels normal but there's also men that really i feel like they come to the strip club almost because they want to finally reject a woman and maybe they've been rejected a lot in their in their lives in their you know civilian lives and by women and so they they want to flip that power dynamic and they want to finally be the one who rejects the woman and so like some men are really um really rude about it um, and kind of condescending and, and disrespectful. And it's interesting because you would think that that diminished my self-worth, but actually I feel like it was training that made me learn how, like learn to, um, to be really anchored in who I am and to um, not let other people's validation or lack of validation or rejection influence what I know to be true about myself. And I think like, you know, also like a lot was going on. I feel like my self-worth today, my self-confidence is um, a product of many different a result of many different processes that were going on. Like I also was doing really intensive shadow work, um, like working through issues of my childhood, um, certain traumas that I've gone through with my family in my childhood and um, revisiting those things and um, allowing myself to feel the emotions I had repressed and allowing myself to go through what I needed to go through and and write letters to my childhood self and you know grieve and and really go through all the stages of of grief like I had a really long face of you know sadness and and, and grieving the loss and like just grieving 
for myself and how how much I had been taken advantage of and and then at some point like I remember getting into the stage of anger and I really like that's the most recent stage that I, I went through was like I really got in touch with my anger and and I wasn't feeling so sad anymore but I just felt like all the piled up anger that I didn't that I wasn't allowed to express or feel because I was always taught to be quiet and shut up and and listen and and um and uh, be there for others and and so like I remember a distinct day that I'm never gonna forget for the rest of my life and and it was actually last year it's not long ago um I was out with my class on a field trip to um a museum just you know a little museum right around the corner of my school um but we were gonna go there to do some writing exercises with other students and we we're gonna meet up and um look at art and things like that and i remember and you know i had already been like not feeling well and going through a lot in the prior weeks but i remember in that afternoon as we were walking to the gallery i could feel something coming up in me and i was like i'm i don't feel good i feel something is like erupting and i was like just i, I just felt like so at the wrong place at the wrong time because i was surrounded by so many other students and professors and i just I felt like some some kind of emotions were about to overwhelm me. It's like it's almost like standing at the shore and just like seeing a ten foot wave approach you, you know, and you're just like fuck. Um, and so we walked into the museum, and my teacher started passing out little papers with prompts on them, and she's holding it to me like she's trying to give me this piece of paper and I just I look at her and I said I'm sorry I have to go and I walk out and I and I walk and I was just like I need to I need to walk I need to get distance between me and this place right now ASAP <laughs> and I walk and I just feel it coming up inside of me and I couldn't even make it into my um into the dorms and into my room and honestly I also felt like it it was not a good idea to go in the dorms because there's so many students there and even if I had been in my room like it's so like close to other people's rooms and and so I don't know what got into me but I found this garage this parking garage and I I walked in looked around nobody was there and I just curled up in a fetus position on the ground like hugging my knees and I just screamed from the top of my lungs into my knees like I just I was screaming and screaming and screaming and just it probably from the outside looked like I was possessed or something like it it was not funny um but I couldn't help it. It was all the anger. It felt like I was releasing all the anger that I had stored. Years. Years of anger that I had bubbled up, bottled up inside of me. And it just erupted like a volcano. And um, I think I spent like a solid 20, 30, 30 minutes just screaming in there and then um and then this woman walks up to me and she says do you work here you're not a you're not supposed to be in here something like that and I was just like in that moment you know I was just like wow like this lady has nothing else to do than freaking you know come to a parking garage tell me that I can't be here and you know but um Oops. But yeah, I basically um I 
told her something like what do you who do you think you are to tell me but obviously like I left and um yeah that was a really big moment of release and all that to say is that I think shadow work is a big if not the most important component of connecting to your self-worth because what I see a lot in in the club and I think I like I see a lot of women in in my civilian life as well that are really insecure um because they because they have not looked at the parts within themselves that they don't like and they haven't faced their shadow yet and they haven't faced um the shit that they've been through and the things that they don't like to acknowledge within themselves because I think we all have parts about ourselves that we are that we feel ashamed of or that feel we feel guilty about or that we a part in us that is afraid um of getting abandoned or hurt and yeah I see like girl a lot of girls at work will overcompensate by being like extremely aggressive and out there and kind of like um really really um focused on their looks and trying to look perfect and like really indulging in like how they look and taking like a bunch of pictures and videos of like look at my like look at my sexy ass and how amazing I look and and there's nothing wrong with that at all um but the energy behind it is what matters if you take videos of yourself um with the energy with the intention like the underlying energy of loving yourself and really celebrating who you are and how you look in your body that's really empower empowering and beautiful um but i can just sense when that's not the case and when it's more like um a seeking out validation and i think like our society and especially like today's culture is so um focused on seeking external validation and the strip club i mean is like the the place to seek validation right people come here because they want to get female attention validation from women they want to feel um attractive and you know and sought out sought after or they want to feel validated in their money and their status and they want to be seen throwing money and they want to be seen wearing chains or, or watches or whatever clothes they designer clothes they wear and and it's just um oftentimes it's just a a way of trying to fill a void that they have within themselves by seeking the external things and by trying to to um by trying to gain some sort of external validation um and it's just it's a trap because if you don't fill the void within by you know doing the work and digging through your shit and and removing the the layers so that you can find your light again then you will you will just then it will be like a bottomless hole you will never be able to fill it with any kind of external validation or any kind of external success um and it's just what i see so heavily in the strip club um both customers and dancers actually and 
and also um, alcohol and drugs and, and kind of like a lot of the girls that get really, really wasted at work are usually the girls that they have a lot of insecurities and I think they can't. Sorry, I had to, um, I had to plug my charger in, but what I was saying is that, yeah, um, you can just really see people who don't have, um, who haven't done the work to find themselves and, like, face the shit within themselves like their shadow and the things within themselves that they need to work through um that these people tend to be magnetized to the strip club and and they tend to um really um yeah they are magnetized to it because it's a way for them to get like a temporary kind of satisfaction and um for both men and women i just i see like i feel like i see women and i talked about this in my last episode i see women that come to the strip club get really drunk and um and they kind of like start dancing themselves which is awesome which is great but and but then they're like woo and like we support you i support women i support port strippers and but then they proceed to try to do super disrespectful things like put dollar bills inside our vaginas or really mm, grope inappropriately you know just like kind of touch touch us like we're just objects and just that like we don't um like we don't matter it's it's just it's hard to describe with words but there's definitely a certain you can sense when somebody is treating you um like you are less than i have a really good i've always had a really good radar for detecting that detecting when people are treating me like i'm less than they are and that that if they treat me like i'm not as worthy as them and um i don't know if it's a blessing or a curse um i think it is ultimately good to know better to know than not to know and surround yourself with the wrong people but i had to cut out so many people out of my life because a lot of people um would do that to me and and i actually learned this is like a huge moment of realization that i had in my journeys that i thought so many people were you know trying to make me small because i was just not it you know i used to think that you know maybe i'm just not good enough not cool enough or not you know whatever enough and and that's why they're like putting me down even more but actually i realized that people were doing that to me because i was intimidating because i actually had a lot of power and they could sense how much potential and power i have and they didn't and they felt threatened by that and they didn't feel um and they didn't like that and so they proceeded to try to make me small in all kinds of different ways and the more i realized that the more i allowed myself to to embrace my own power and embrace my own identity um that is really like um closely related to my sexuality and sensuality like i've always been a sexy woman i've been a, a 
when I became a teenager, it started becoming a sexy, from, you know, from a girl to a sexy young woman. And, and, and like, I've always had a kind of sensual side. And I, because I'm a very, um, I think I'm a very sensual, creative, um, gentle, nurturing kind of person. And I have a really strong feminine side. And, and I think just allowing myself to embrace that more and, and the pole community and the strip club, it just, because it is um, an environment where you can express your femininity (laughs) Um, because it is like um, a friendly environment for that it just it helped me a lot and um, and once I realized my power of being my sexual power so I want to talk a little bit more about that because I feel like um I feel like sexual power um and especially like the the sexual power of a woman is very mysterious and layered and there's much more to it than just having a sexy body or being sexy Um, there is like a certain magnetic quality to every woman's sexuality and every woman can get in touch with that if you know if you want to Um, and I do think that you know certain people have a more pronounced sexuality and and like a more um, a deeper Um, dark feminine power and some people have less of it but I've always known that I have a magnitude of dark feminine power and I've learned that you know it's it's in my eyes it's in the way I carry myself in the way I walk in the way I talk now knowing that knowing what I deserve and it's it's much more than just being sexually alluring it's a certain mysterious alluring quality um, and it can be it's it's also connected to my strongly connected to my intuition strongly connected to a very primal instinct instinctive part of me um and the part of me that knows things without knowing how and just a way that i just know when people try to put me down or when there's like even a very subtle um power dynamics going on like that is that is um all kind of part of this dark feminine side and if you bring in on if you want to bring in astrology into that that is like scorpionic energy and um i am a scorpio rising and so that power um you can you can use that power in many different ways and you can definitely abuse it in in a more manipulative way which is what i try to stay away from um but you can also use it in a productive way when you integrate that dark feminine side with your you know um with your light side so to speak with your conscious side and um then you can use it to to 
yes, get what you want and yes, um, use that as a means, but not, it's a very fine line. It's a very, um, nuanced, uh, matter, you know, it's a very fine line between using it for like productively and without harming anyone versus using it selfishly and I think the biggest way to know that you're using your your feminine power in a good way is coming from an empowered place of knowing your worth and if you know your worth and you've if you've done that work and if you've been on that journey then you will also know that everyone else is just as worthy as you are and if you haven't done that work then you have a false kind of idea of your worth and you will put yourself you know above others that's and and try to get your way regardless of how other people feel or what damage they take of that that's not the empowered way of using your dark feminine um i hope this is making sense oh i'm also seeing i'm going way over time um yeah so i think this is like the first part I think I'm gonna record part one and part two about this because there's much more to, to say about self-worth. Um, I want to talk about in the next episode. I want to talk about um, specific experiences I've had um, where that are related to um, knowing my worth and my self-worth and making money because the two are very inter intertwined and you can see like a very clear correlation between somebody's self-worth true self-worth not the false kind <laughs> um and the amount of money they make and the mindset that it comes with so i want to talk about that next time since i'm going over time but i hope you enjoyed this episode um i kind of dived into it without any notes this this time and just i was like i'm gonna talk about self-worth and and that's just how i started so i hope it made sense um and i hope it also was interesting and you somehow got something out of it um i'm still like very new to this whole podcast thing so you know if you want to give me feedback i would appreciate that um as of now i'm just pressing record and letting my thoughts bleed out um into the microphone so yeah i'm gonna see you soon hopefully i'm glad that i recorded this it felt right it felt good um till the next time thank you for listening bye bye